Welcome to The Whole Steward, the holistic approach to wealth from a Christian worldview. I'm your host, Andrew Stanton, and I'm glad you've joined. There are several natural disasters which have captured the attention of our country recently, affecting thousands of people's lives in ways some of us cannot even imagine. Hurricane Hillary gave everyone a scare, but the real devastation is in Maui right now. How can you, a whole steward, help those in need? Today on The Whole Steward. Well, this is episode number 34. I'm glad you're listening. Something that's been on my heart recently is the devastation of the natural disasters. Now, I live in California, and that was a uh, big national news uh, event, I should say, when Hurricane Hillary came through. By the time it got here, it was barely a tropical storm, but there was a lot of hype in the in the news about it. I think that the news looks for sensationalism. If you look at their business model, they need headlines. They need big headlines, and uh, it turned out to be, at least where I live, a big nothing burger. In fact, I don't think anybody in America is reported uh, any deaths. There was one death that I know of reported in Mexico. However, there was flooding and damage. California is not set up for that amount of rain. There were a lot of records broken. But, praise the Lord, there was no major devastation of human life, at least. Now, why is this important? Well, we know from a biblical worldview, from a Christian worldview... Human life is valuable. We are created in the image of God to bring Him glory. And it is a sad thing when natural disaster strikes. And we know that it's not a moral evil of an individual who, for example, brings on a big storm like a hurricane. Uh, However, we are moral agents operating within the context of the natural disasters. Now, we call them natural disasters, but we know that God is in charge of all these things. He knows the weather. In fact, He commands the weather. He did it while He was on earth. You remember in the boat with the disciples, He spoke to the weather. Uh, They were sure they were going to die, experienced sailors, and He spoke to the weather calm the storm, and they were even more afraid of him. Who is this that even the wind and the seas obey him? Now, we know that God is in charge of these things. However, we are moral agents operating within the context of those natural disasters. So we have an obligation to be a good steward, to be a whole steward when it comes to these situations. And The reason why I'm addressing this today is because my heart goes out to the people affected by the hurricane winds in Maui. I want to focus on that today because there are a lot of deaths there. As of today, a reported 114 deaths and many still missing. The fires were devastating. Now, I live in Southern California. I know how much the wind affects the fires, but I don't know what it's like 
to experience a fire moving through a city like that. Now, Maui holds a special place in my heart because that's where my wife and I had our honeymoon. I've only been to Hawaii one time, and it was absolutely beautiful. I have many fond memories of Maui. And in fact, Lahaina is the town that we basically stayed in. We stayed just north of Lahaina in a in a little hotel called the Maui Kai. And we spent 10 days there. We kissed under the banyan tree. Uh, it was our honeymoon. I don't know if, if Hawaii seemed so nice to me because I was on my honeymoon or if it is really just that nice of a place. I would venture to guess it's probably both. But right now, it's absolutely struck with devastation. And our heart goes out to those suffering in the aftermath of this horrific fire. I'm sure you've seen some of the images of the fire moving through and then also the aftermath. It looks worse than a war zone. It is absolutely devastating. Now, I wanted to share with you a few resources today that might help us think through this situation. So the first is an interview that I watched on a program called The High Wire. If you are not familiar with The High Wire and Del Bigtree, who hosts the program, uh, there's a lot of really good information. In fact, they uh, it is sponsored by the ICANN Network, which is Informed Consent Action Network. If you don't watch The High Wire, at least catch this interview. This man here, Mike Caccino, is a resident of Maui, and he describes the night the fire came through and the aftermath. He's a small business owner in the city there, and he describes what it was like, and he also got video. It's a very powerful interview. He helps um, raise awareness on what's going on on the ground, because really, they won't let news crews in unless it's very controlled, and if you have been paying attention, it's a very political situation. The organizations that are assisting the folks there are many of them nonprofit organizations that have boots on the ground doing a great job. Uh, if you watch the interview, you, you'll notice that he was saying at the time they're not getting much help from FEMA or the, the Red Cross. Now, that doesn't mean at this point maybe that has changed. I know that there's something like $5.9 million committed by the government or FEMA to help. To me, that doesn't sound like much money. That might be like five houses in Maui or something. Uh, it, it seems like just a token, but there are many who have lost their lives and others who are completely displaced from their homes and don't even have homes anymore or cars. And they are in need of basic essentials right now. And he'll talk about that. On the show, they suggest if you are looking to help out in the situation, he suggests an organization called uh, Maui Strong and the Maui Strong Fund. This is 
run by the Hawaii Community Foundation. And if you want to give directly to individuals, uh, they they recommend under the um, the FAQs to give to this organization, which is Maui Relief Efforts by, I'm not sure how you say that, Ina Mamona. However, I wanted to give you a perspective from the church. And I know from personal experience that there is a church in Maui who has done community work to distribute food and things like that even before this devastation. That church is Calvary Chapel, South Maui. Now, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law attended the Bible college there that was sponsored by the church. I don't think it's there anymore. Uh, However, the church is still there and still very active. And if you want to give in a way that helps the people on the ground right now in this devastating time, this would be an excellent way. I know nothing more about the church other than they are helping people and they're set up to do so and they love the Lord Jesus. So they have a special fund. Calvary Chapel South Maui is dedicated to serving all those who have been impacted by the wildfires. And if you click the Learn More button, there is Maui Wildfire Assistance page. And I just want to read a little bit to you from there. Calvary Chapel South Maui has focused on serving all who have been impacted by the wildfires with the love of Jesus. For the last several years, our food pantry has been available to those who are food insecure as well as unsheltered. Our current resources have allowed us to expand greatly into a full-fledged distribution center to help those who have been displaced and affected by the wildfires in Lahaina and upcountry. Our team of doctors and nurses through Four Hearts and Souls Free Medical Clinic has been able to be boots on the ground going into the camps and out to the beaches to give immediate and follow-up medical attention, prescription medication, and mental health services to those unwilling or unable to get to the large shelters or the hospital. We feel God moving us in the direction of long-term support in all areas, spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally. Our goal is to give ongoing care for the families, helping to provide stability for the coming months ahead, all while sharing the love of our Lord Jesus in very practical ways. Already we have seen the Lord move in the lives of these families as we've been able to pray with them and share the gospel. We are so grateful to be able to bring the love of Jesus and hope for the future. What an awesome ministry. Praise the Lord that there is a church on the ground there doing this vital work in this disaster. This, my friends, would be a great way to support the work of the ministry and the work of physically caring for those who are suffering right now. What a devastating situation, but what a great opportunity. They say at the bottom here, if after prayerful consideration 
you'd like to join our efforts, 100% of what is donated will go to those impacted. And then there is a great Donate Here button for your convenience. If you want to donate to this effort, this might be a great way. That's what they're saying, after prayerful consideration. So pray with me about helping those who are suffering in Lahaina. Now, we have a lot of different important work and things that we need to do to further the kingdom of God and use our resources as whole stewards to further the gospel and physically meet each other's needs, especially within the church. But this is a great gospel outreach ministry that they are able to engage in right now. Our heart goes out to those who are suffering. Now, what is the biblical precedent for this? Why would we want to give? Hey there, it's Andrew. I pour a lot into the whole steward, and I'm so humbled you're listening. Did you know I regularly post new articles to our website? I also send the Holistic Approach to Wealth newsletter once a week, to which you can subscribe at thewholesteward.com slash newsletter. If you're enjoying what you're hearing on the show, would you share it with a friend or leave us a review? I'd really appreciate it. Oh, and thanks for listening. Hi, this is Gary Pinkerton with Gary's Gulch Podcast. You are listening to The Whole Steward with Andrew Stanton, one of the best researched shows by a man of true passion. Now that you know more, go out and grow more. Let's look at a few verses. First of all, 1 Corinthians, uh, or 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry. You remember the context here is that the disciples and believers in Jerusalem were suffering because they were Christians. And there was a great persecution on the disciples in Jerusalem. And there was persecution of the Gentile churches for those who believed in Christ. Now, in 2 Corinthians, Paul talks a lot about the stewardship of our resources. Uh, Paul certainly was giving of himself physically on his way to Jerusalem to bring aid to the Jerusalem church, and he wrote to the Corinthians ahead of visiting them. He was taking a collection at each of the churches. And you should know that Many of the verses, or a couple of the really well-known verses that we have, come in the context of Paul exhorting the Corinthians about the way they give. So that's the background of the situation. And he was taking, he was taking a collection to give to the physical aid of the church in Jerusalem. Now, I know that the... Uh, hurricane winds and fire devastation of Maui is a little bit different than that, but the concepts of our giving and our management of our resources 
in grave situations like this certainly do apply. Let me just read some of 2 Corinthians chapter 8. We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord, begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. And this is not, and this, not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. Accordingly, we urge Titus that as he had started, so he should complete among you this act of grace. But as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, and in our love for you, see that you excel in this act of grace also. I say this not as a command, but to prove by the earnestness of others that your love also is genuine. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, by his poverty, might become rich. Now, Paul here will go on for another two chapters about this topic. And if you aren't familiar with this portion of Scripture, as a whole steward, I highly encourage you, you should be. Read 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 9 in the context of what I had described. Let me skip ahead, skipping so much good stuff, to chapter 9, where Paul continues about the church giving to this relief effort. He says in chapter 9, Now it is superfluous for me to write to you about the ministry of the saints. For I know your readiness, of which I boast about you to the people of Macedonia, saying that Achaia has been ready since last year, and your zeal has stirred up most of them. But I am sending the brothers, so that, your, so that our boasting about you may not prove empty in this matter, so that you may be ready, as I said you would be. Otherwise, if some Macedonians come with me and find out you are not ready, we would be humiliated, to say nothing of you, for being so confident. So I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to go on ahead to you and arrange in advance for the gift you have promised, so that it may be ready as a willing gift, not as an exaction. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, 
He has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. By their approval of this service, they will glorify God because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others. While they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God upon you. Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. So that's kind of in a nutshell what Paul's sentiment was about giving to this relief aid. Now, again, I'm not saying this is a direct correlation, but you can draw the principles. Uh, these things, you, you notice there's a couple of really famous verses that are in this context. In verse 6, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Verse 7, each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. You see this? These verses, uh, I've had them memorized for a long time, but the context is really important. This is about giving to relief aid. The last verse I'll leave with you is this. James 2, 15-17 If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? so also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Now in the whole steward, we talk about the nine forms of capital, and the spiritual capital is certainly one of them underpinning all the others. It's underpinning the physical capital and the intellectual capital and the material capital and all those things that we have uh, at our disposal, but if you don't manage those physical things in a way that lives out your faith, James is saying here, that faith is dead. It is dead in the water. So consider how you might help. Consider how you are praying. I'm, cer I'm certain you are praying for those who are suffering or who have lost loved ones or do not know where they are. Uh, but I also would like you to consider doing more than that. If you're a whole steward, you can give. I gave you three different organizations today, uh, one of which was Anna and my preference, the church, Calvary Chapel, South Maui. You can do that through prayer and willingly, not under compulsion. 
So if you feel compelled to do it, absolutely, don't do it. But if you want to be a cheerful giver, here's a few ways you could do it. That's all I have for today. I'll leave a link to everything I mentioned today in the description. Don't forget to subscribe, share it with a friend, leave us a review, uh, send me some feedback. I greatly appreciate it. And until next week, now that you know more, go out and grow more. All content on The Whole Steward is for informational purposes only and must not be considered personal, professional, tax, or legal advice. Please consult an appropriate professional for individualized advice. Though we do our best to bring you reliable information, we make no guarantee on its accuracy. So you must rely on your own due diligence to draw your own conclusions. The views expressed by guests on the show are their own and may not represent that of the host. Please visit our website for complete terms and conditions. Thanks for joining us today for the holistic approach to wealth from a Christian worldview. This show is brought to you by thewholesteward.com.